Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. It's a show where we talk about the things we like that are good, where that we're into. Tastemakers, very educated. Rump shakers. Rump shakers, shaking our rumps. Um, Can I ask you a question please. that just occurred to me? Yes. So all of your podcasts that you make, well, maybe not besties, but you're like on camera for most of them, right? Or just Mabim Just Mabim Bam. Okay. When you record your other podcasts, you do this cash feet up on the desk thing? No, you just make me feel so comfortable. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, ma'am. Oh. <laughs> no, I just I just realized like I would I would never do that. Like I'm I'm far too uptight. It's not a I'm kind I, of the Greg. Uh, but right. I was wondering if this is just an energy you bring to our podcast and not your other ones. I'll be honest with you. This is the feet up on the table, chill, relaxed thing. It's not a power play. And I hope you don't. No, I don't if, think it If it is. seems to you, if the energy, if I'm giving off an energy that seems to be saying, I need pictures of Spider-Man on this desk by end of day, <laughs> uh, just chomping on a cigar, I will, I will change my posture. No. It's really just, I don't know why. It's just comfy. It's yeah. just, I'm always at my, you know what it is? It's the opportunity to not be hunched over my keyboard for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and we're in the studio together. You're yeah. not like virtual with other people. No. So you're, you want to get in a chit chat. Plus, I know you love feet stuff. <laughs> wow. Wow. Please don't. What's wrong, Rachel? <laughs> Please don't put that in the world. It's not a fun energy to And put it's on. not a thing at all. I, I mean, it, it is a thing for a lot of people. I don't even aren't. like my feet touched. I'll, I will just say. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a foot fan. No, you it's for you. It's other people's feet. No. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing this to me? Um, do you have any <laughs> small wonders? There's nothing. Listen, I don't want to yuck anybody's yums. It's just not Rachel's yum. It's not my thing. I'm concerned now that people will. Nobody's gonna send me. Hey, things. listen. No, 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 no. Come okay. On. I was thinking about this on the way upstairs. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say, and this is, this is not something that I think a lot of people will understand right away, but I'll explain it. Mm. Uh, a busy weekend. Mm. This is important for us now. Absolutely, this is important for us. We So our, our um, oldest son, big son, doesn't play a sport. No. Isn't really in an activity. His weekends are relatively unscheduled now. Right. Little son has a tremendous amount of energy. Yes. So the two of them, they need activities. Yes. And there's nothing better than a weekend in which we have a morning activity and an, and an afternoon, afternoon activity. activity. So huge. Each day, if we do that, like we both leave the weekend like, that was a good weekend. Not a joke. Probably the number one reason why we moved to DC. <laughs> it's just the number of child appropriate activities here is absolutely outrageous and plus we're like we're able to easily get to maryland and virginia yeah. which you know so like if dc lets us down for whatever reason which it really does no. we just hop over the state line yeah uh yeah that's great i'm jealous i was out of town this weekend i know i had a really busy one you had a really busy one for, mostly saturday but still it was it was very satisfying yeah um, I'm going to say, uh, it's, it's, it is a rival podcast and Whoa. so I'm crossing enemy lines. I thought um, you didn't listen to podcasts anymore. I don't, but I do <laughs> listen to Worlds Beyond Number, the new, uh, actual play podcast from Brennan Lee Mulligan and oh. Bria Iyengar and Lou Wilson and Erica Ishii. It is phenomenal. It's so, so good. Um, Do you think I would like it, even though I'm not I think like you a, would, yeah, honestly. I, I, would, I would recommend yeah. it to anyone. It's very clever what they did. There's, they're on their first sort of season now, and they had for, I, I think, just their uh, Patreon subscribers, 
uh, they did like a mini season where all their characters were children and met. And then the season that that is out now is like they meet back up as adults. Uh, and it's, it's so, um, the production work on it is outrageous. Everybody's at the fucking top of their game. If you've watched, you know, any dimension 20 stuff, like, is it a video or just audio? Uh, I think just audio. I don't know about that. I've been listening to it audio, audio style. Um, there's like seven episodes of it now, out now, but it's just so, it's so different from the vibe of any other sort of actual play thing I've ever watched or participated in or listened to. And it's, it's very like, uh, it's very intimate. It feels very, it's also very, very funny. And, uh, the, the world building is out of, out of sight. Uh, but it's just got an energy that is unlike anything else that I've ever really listened to. And I, 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 it is really the only podcast right now that I, when I get the notification that there's a new episode out, I'm like, okay, which is great also because I have been traveling a lot, um, more. And so it's, it's given me plenty of podcast time, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm gonna say that. I go first this week. Yes. Mine is not the beefiest topic. Mine um, isn't either. So let's, you know, we'll, okay. we'll get in, we'll get out. <laughs> we'll get in, we'll get out. Uh, I want to talk about robot dance. Oh. I want to start this off by saying popping a good robot off is not easy, right? True. This is uh, There are master, you know, illusion dance experts out there who have done great research and toil in honing their robot dance craft uh Uh, and it's it's obviously on a whole nother level however when one is dancing and you realize like i've been doing the same move for a while let me go through my rolodex Uh of dance moves that i have cataloged in my brain Uh uh-huh Robot dance is all, at least for me, and I would imagine for a lot of people too, it's always like the first one there. And maybe you flip past it for a different dance that's maybe more suitable for the style of music that you're dancing to. But to have that same card in there in everybody's dance Rolodex is very, very good. Can I ask you, and this is like a question that I I honestly wonder about. Yeah. If somebody does a robot dance that is not particularly good. I still applaud it. It's still enjoyable? You know what it is? It's like a cannonball. You see somebody cannonball into the swimming yeah, pool, okay. even if they don't make a huge splash, it's like, hell yeah, man, you cannonballed. Okay. If I see somebody dancing like a robot and they're doing a really bad job, that's great <laughs> too, because it's like it's like when your friend who's not a very good singer is like, can't wait for karaoke night. Yeah. It's like, hell yeah, man, you do you. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 that's reassuring, because I've always been a little standoffish with the robot, because I feel like I'm not very good at it. Well, that's, I mean, it's, yeah, you have to stand in your truth. Because pretend- I feel like I do like the arm chop. Yeah, and the t- torso twist. Yeah, and the torso twist. Yeah, the, the entry-level sort of robot experience. Yeah. It's all you really need, man. I don't think I'm a very good dancer, right? I've never See, I was like- with that. 100%. I wasn't good at- Okay, I will say like- You got you got so much swag, Griffin McElroy. I can't learn choreography. <laughs> That's gross. I don't- I've never <laughs> been good at like choreographed- I don't think that's true either. I do think it's true. Well, we used to play the Just Dance or whatever. Well, Dance Central is a different beast, obviously. You would crush it. I guess that is true. Anyway, I don't, I guess I don't feel confident in my dancing abilities. I feel You don't have any real fancy moves, I will say. Right. That's another good way of putting it. But I do love to pretend to be a robot. (laughs) <laughs> on, on a rhythmic basis, especially when dancing with our kids. As, men- as, as mentioned earlier, they have these reserves of energy that if we do not deplete throughout the day, they will not sleep in the nighttime. Um, 
And so sometimes with like it's raining outside or, you know, we're not doing screen time and can't pick us up to do, just put on some music, fucking dance. And sometimes they need a prompt. Sometimes they won't dance until you say like, hey, be a robot. Mm-hmm. And then especially Gus just doing his oh, like roll rope, little beep bop, beep bop voice. You know what he doesn't, he doesn't even do the beep boop as much as he does the like, Yes, his is a scary robot. Um, But, you know, it gets it started. You know, they can Uh act like robots very good, but it just gets the dance party started right. And it's true. I'm always delighted by it. Yes. There are a lot of dances. Like, I don't particularly like the the sprinkler Mm -mm. or the shopping cart. Uh, I don't really like the fishing one where you reel somebody in. See, I do like that. I think uh, that's cute. I oh, I think I always like the robot. Uh, everybody always likes the robot. So robot, also called mannequin or dancing machine, oh. for obvious reasons, okay. um, is generally speaking a street dance style, and it has been for, you know, 50 years. Uh, but its origins, like a lot of sort of illusion dance, go back to mime work. Uh, the robot is sort of uh, yeah, given yeah. The, the the carbon dating of like the 1920s, uh, which is where sort of mimes would move in a way that was inhuman with their many. I learned the term <laughs> dime stop. Oh, um, I don't know about that. It's like a, a dancing and I guess miming maneuver where you just stop your body very quickly. Oh, it's like stopping on a dime, I guess. I okay. like it. It's a okay. good word, dime stop. It feels it feels. What great. else did you learn about mimes? I learned, di- <laughs> I typed in mime dime stop into <laughs> Google <laughs> and it auto-corrected to Miami GameStop. <laughs> no, your computer knows you so well. <laughs> yeah, that I'm always in. <laughs> he surely, he can't be looking for mime information. No, he no, probably no. meant to type He's Miami. probably hanging out with his good friend Pitbull and they need a new <laughs> Xbox One controller. So... Obviously, when you're doing the robot dance, uh, you're you're adding some flourishes to the dime stops. You're adding some pops. To I appreciate the, to how the much you're demonstrating this for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is just for you. The audience cannot see this at all. Um, so it's not exactly – Wikipedia went down a little bit of a rabbit hole of like, here's when it's street dancing. Here's when it's mime. When there's no music, if you do the robot, now you're miming, which I imagine is probably true of a lot of styles of dance. If you do it to no music, now you, congratulations, you're a mime now. (laughs) Um, It also says that even if you add popping to the beat, uh, as long as the illusion of being a robot is maintained, it is considered the robot. I hate all these fucking robot gatekeepers. (laughs) That's not a robot. Get that out of here. Obviously, the music also has to be like the right vibe and bp you can't like robot to i hope you dance um <laughs> although now this is the new tiktok challenge everybody robot to i hope you dance um so it rose to prominence uh alongside a style of music called electro funk which was sort of developed around the like rise of drum machines and drum synthesizers like the like the 808 and all those uh and vocoder talk box stuff basically music that kind of sounds like a robot made it very naturally and organically uh came up around the uh the robot but in 1974 it really made a splash when the jackson five came out with the song dancing machine uh do you know that one i don't know uh, that i do it has, it has that hook and it. it's like you know that? Nope. Okay. No, but I mean, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, they they did this song live on like Carol Burnett and Sonny and Cher and Soul Train. And during that 
that sort of bridge break, Michael would walk out in front and then just do the robot really, really good. And so all of these things happened in sort of the mid to late 70s yeah. and made a dance that would become permanently embedded in the minds of basically every human being uh, who saw it. Doors were opened in in these moments of like, you mean I can do that and it's dancing? Excellent. What an yeah. exciting development. Right? Because like coming out of like the 70s when it was like disco, it was like very choreographed. Yeah. You know, and this idea that like you could just do kind of a casual arm movement. Well, you could also <laughs> choreograph the hell out of it. But it is, it's a... It's a whole new It's less new intimidating, genre. I yeah. will say, than like doing a Saturday Night Fever kind of routine. Yeah. Although, I, you know, I can bust one of those mm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. Obviously, like it, you see a lot of sort of popping and locking style dances, which sometimes, I mean, I feel like when YouTube first came out, that's like the only videos that were out were like <laughs> high school dance tournaments where some nerdy kid would come out there and just fucking tear it down. Uh, there is some, some robot meat in a lot of that style of of dance um, that is well above my pay grade. But just conceptually, I love robot dance. I love doing robot dance with my kids, our kids. And um, yeah, I like robot dance. Great. I like robot dance. Can I steal you away? Yes. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality. And you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Styles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people, you can, you can sell uh your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters with, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. 
So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. I'm glad you said that because nobody says that. Can I just say thank you to you for such a thoughtful interview? Oh my God, yeah, I think you nailed it. Bullseye. Interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. Listen to the Bullseye podcast only from NPR and Maximum Fun. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Listen, you like podcasts, right? Sure you do. Don't try and lie to me. You're listening to one right now. So why not try a different one called R1, The Flophouse? Uh Uh-huh. And on The Flophouse, we watch a movie and talk about it. And then sometimes we also do other stuff. It's all meant to be funny and fun, and we think you'll have a good time. And just to be clear, the name of the podcast is not Our One, The Flophouse. It's just called The Flophouse. <laughs> I do a lot of correcting Dan. The Flophouse, a lot of correcting Dan. Okay, so my topic this week was another one of those, surely we've done this before, kind of topics. Um, but I didn't see it anywhere. So if I have, tell me. Okay. But then, no, I'm probably going to still do it because it's okay. what I'm talking about this week. <laughs> okay. The birthday party. Oh, interesting. Did you check wonderful.fyi? I did. It's not on there. Well, I guess you're good then. I don't know. And, you know, this is one of those things that they caution you against as your children get older about like, oh, man, your weekends. It's just like a birthday party all the time. Uh, and I did at first have this kind of like, oh, I don't know about that. Talking to a bunch of people I don't know real well. Uh, I don't know if I like that. But. This past weekend, part of my Action Pack Saturday was a birthday party. Now, yeah. granted, it was the child of a very close friend of mine. Right, so which I, I had that advantage for right. sure. But it was a really good birthday party, and it really made me appreciate, like, I don't know, just just all the, like, little little touches, yeah. you know, that, like, that you think about when planning it, and then if you attend one, you're like, that was good. That was good. Mm-hmm. This party, from what I understand, again, I wasn't invited because I was on tour. Have Sonic the Hedgehog themed party favors, which is yes. so exactly Henry's wheelhouse. Wow! Um, so there was a bounce house. Yeah, which that was the reason that it came up for me. Was the bounce house a birthday party thing when you were a kid? No, no. This is this. What is, an outrageous! I thought because it happened a lot when we were in Texas, and I thought like, oh, this must be a Texas thing. And then like, turns out no, it's like a nationwide thing. Like everybody does the bounce house now. And I, I didn't, this wasn't possible no, when we were children, yeah. which uh, when I was looking into like the bounce house, uh, it's been around since like the sixties. Huh. Interesting. I mean, obviously you couldn't like rent it and set it up in your home and during the sixties, but like right. it's like a new invention. It's just really taken off as a yeah. birthday party. Hmm, maybe. Feature. So maybe let's just rework this whole bit and just have it be a bounce, bounce house. I thought about that. Yeah, I bet That's you did. That's where this started. Yeah, I bet. And then I was like, I've got almost nothing to say about the bounce house after I say like, here's how it started. Yeah, sure. The end. Yeah. <laughs> the birthday party though is really interesting. Um, obviously there's like extremes, right? Like what is the fanciest birthday party you think you've ever had? Can you like That recall? I've ever had or been to? Had. Can you remember like birthday parties? Like I did one, I think I did one at Burger King. Um, that was the fanciest birthday party you no, ever had? No, I'm just trying to list them off in my head. Uh, I mean, a lot of them were at my house. 
Um, I don't remember a lot of destination birthday parties. Um, but I know that's another thing now of like you rent whatever. Are, are we talking specific as a child? Like yeah. fancy birthday? Okay. Because I was thinking about, you know, we for there were a couple of years there where we like rented a. No, like a an Airbnb. Rental. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm talking specific. I should clarify. I'm talking specifically about children's. Childhood birthday parties. Birthday that's a parties. whole different. That's a horse of a different color. Like bowling alleys, showbiz pizza. I feel like cheese. I definitely had a had a showbiz pizza mm-hmm. uh, or Billy Billy Bob's mm-hmm. uh, is what it was in West Virginia. I definitely had one at least one birthday there. I think just the one though. We did one of those recently for Henry um, because everybody sells it. Like if you talk to another parent, they're like, "You go, they have the whole room for you, and then you leave and you're done." Yeah, like you don't have to clean anything up, you don't have to set anything up. Should like, make it clear, not a Chuck E. Cheese or Billy Bob's. This was like a different no. birthday. No, event this is one space. of those play place yeah, kind of yeah. situations. Um, okay, I was just curious because birthday parties now, like, there's such a huge range. Uh, we have done the bounce house before for Henry we as did, well. We did. We did. Learned a lot. Big hit. Big now hit. it is something that he has requested again. It also fucking rained. I don't know if you remember that. It ra- they came set it up on Saturday. The birthday party was on Sunday. It rained a lot oh, overnight. Yeah, you went out there and with a towel. And then I had towel. to go out there with like <laughs> towels and a shop vac and just sheer force of will. I think we were nervous with the timing of the party that if we waited till the day of, there was some risk associated. I had to buy tarps to lay on the ground because our backyard was like oh a mud pit. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. We bent heaven and earth to make that bounce house work. <laughs> so the birthday party, not really a thing until the late 19th century. And it's fascinating when you read about the reasons why, because it just reminds you of like what the olden days were like. So birthday celebrations prior to that time period were typically for really wealthy people and national heroes. So it was like, I am a queen. I am George Washington. (laughs) Um, I mean, they still make us celebrate fucking George Washington's birthday. It's wild. Dude is not even around to enjoy (laughs) the festivities. Um. What happened in the mid-19th century was, like, partially, like, industrialization. So a lot of things started to change in that, like, people weren't having children to work in the farm anymore. So they weren't having, like, 10. You know, it was, like, easier to, like, distinguish the value of your individual children. (laughs) If Um, we had 10 kids, the number – our birthday party budget would be, I imagine, larger than our mortgage. (laughs) I mean, or or – Nothing at all. Yeah, we'd start to lump them together. We do okay. You, we're doing a, a first quarter birthday party. <laughs> um, here's also a funny thing I was reading. So this is an article from the Atlantic called "The Strange Origins of American Birthday Celebrations" uh, from 2021. They also cited the widespread production of household clocks. <laughs> <laughs> So they people were, just could, what? With industrialization, people were more aware of like time. They had times they had to be in factories and they had times of day that they were supposed to do things. And so everybody had a clock. And, and all so of a sudden, just scheduling became a possibility. You knew like, oh, it's the 13th because I've I've seen that clock go around a few times now and I know it's not the 12th anymore. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? You wouldn't about? have calendars? I mean- I don't know. It, not in a way. I guess time became more important. Okay. Right? Yes. Like people became more aware of it. Schools also started separating by age. So that kind of one room schoolhouse okay. thing yeah. where everybody's learning from the same teacher, various ages, that's not happening okay. anymore. Um, 
and people started selling birthday cards in the late 19th century. That's fucking wild, just crazy to think about, like, oh, we should acknowledge the day that you arrived, and now you're older, and here is a card. Congratulations. (laughs) You made it. Uh... And then there's all these kind of ancient things, like like the cake on the candle was like something that happened in ancient Greece. Wait. Um, sorry, the candle on the cake. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know. Maybe the ancient Greeks did it real silly. Guys, I don't work. Something's got to be. Something's wrong. It won't stay up. There was this whole like moon shaped cake thing. Uh, and then the cakes were decorated with candles in order to make them glow like the moon. Oh, I like that. The Romans apparently started the birthday cake. Uh, the Germans started the birthday party, uh, but it wasn't until like late 19th, early 20th century that people really started like investing in the party. Uh, I tried to find out like how much, what what are these things running these days? Like How much a birthday party costs? Like what's the average average cost? And then the, so this is difficult to find, obviously. There hasn't sure. really been a nationwide poll. I found one poll from babycenter.com. And the highest response was 26% spent more than $500 on their child's birthday, which is wild to think about. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Um, there's also like super extreme. So when I was looking for cost, um, since we're located in D.C. now, I got pushed a article from the Washingtonian from 2022. And there was a company, like a, a event planning company, that said that their productions for birthdays range from $8,000 to $20,000. Okay. <laughs> there was also a, like a balloon company uh, that talked about uh, that, you know, just like a balloon sculpture or a balloon archway can run about $1,200. That's why you don't need that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know. It's it's up to you, obviously. Like, and and I think I'll make you a balloon. Or I'll I'll make you a balloon arch for for fifty bucks. Well, part of the reason these balloons are so expensive is they're like American made and biodegradable. Oh, I'm so. gonna use the fucking gnarliest. <laughs> Don't touch these balloons. It's important. Each balloon they smell forever. They smell so bad. If weird. you touch it, you are that hand is gonna be stinky for a long time. A lot of the climb to has been like post pandemic. Like sure. a lot of people feel will one this like urge to just like really go for it. And also this like kind of internal guilt about having maybe several years where yeah. their child didn't get to celebrate. So people tend to be going a little bit harder. I get it. Uh but I don't know. I just I kind of I kind of love it for a lot of reasons. Um, but I think it's just it's fun to bring your child to something and like a person has put time into thinking about like what might entertain them. Yeah. You know, like like there's activities, there's cake, like there's there's singing, you know, sometimes there's a little goodie bag. It just feels like, oh, this Pinata. is like a nice yeah, like a nice little thing you've prepared that yeah. my child can enjoy and we get to celebrate your kid and and cool. I love I, you're right. You're correct. This is a good one. Oh, thank you. I we love, don't usually end the we show don't that way. End that way, do we? <laughs> and you're correct. And you win. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. Thank you to Maximum Fund for having us on the network. Go to maximumfund.org. Check out all the great shows that they have on there. 
Uh, I got some shows coming up in Raleigh and Richmond and San Diego for uh, Bim Bam and Taz. And you should come out and see us. And you're going to be at a con here. I'm going to be at Awesome Con here in D.C. in the middle of June. I think it's like June 14th or something around there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me and Trav are going to be here. We're doing signings and photos and panels and stuff. And it's going to be a hoot. It'll be right here in Washington. So Mm -hmm. uh, if you live in the area, come, come to that. Awesome Con is what it's called. We have a link on our website. Uh, where you can find tickets and links to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's it, though. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Hey. I gotta, go, I gotta use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.